You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert. Even before you start, that was a preemptive shh. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. I already had someone created in my image. He's evil, he wants to take over the world, and he fits easily into most overhead storage bins. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back here on the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Interestingly enough, we were talking about Transfer Portal just a little bit ago, um, and Nebraska just lost Javier Morton a couple of days ago to the Transfer Portal, and uh, not even five minutes ago, they have lost a running back to the Transfer Portal. You did this. Uh, Isaiah Harris. A guy that's been here for, I think this was his third year in the program uh, from Millard South. Had a couple nice runs in the spring game. Had a really good high school career um, for the Millard South Patriots. I think he rushed for over 3,600 yards. Can you say who it was again? Isaiah Harris. We said we would do it. We would. The Millard South Patriot. The Millard South Patriot, Isaiah Harris, has uh, entered the transfer portal. Uh, rushed for over 3,600 yards in his high school career. Never really cracked the uh, rotation at Nebraska other than in the spring game and stuff. Had a couple really nice runs uh, in the spring game, but nothing else other than that. He's moving on with two years of eligibility. With that, that's a good time to bring in our good friend Steve Marek of Inside Nebraska here on the Allo VIP line. The VIP line brought to you by Allo Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart, Steve, how's uh, how's life treating you after a forty-five to seven loss and uh, prior to a Nebraska Illinois game? Um, yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. It's it's been okay. I've I've uh, taken some walks, enjoyed the weather. Uh, we've got there a great go. day in Lincoln, Nebraska here. Um, but yeah, um, not great. Forty-five to seven blowout loss at the hands of the Fighting Jim Harbaugh's, <laughs> number two in the country. Um, you know, it was a performance that led the head coach and the defensive coordinator to call it ridiculous yeah. um, during their respective press conferences, which is an accurate assumption um, or assessment, I should say. So uh, not great on that front, but, um, you know, Illinois, the fighting Illini are not Michigan. Um, so I think the Husker fans um, should be excited about this Friday. Um, actually, I, I am. I sure am. I'm going to be there in Champaign covering it for inside Nebraska. I can't wait to get there, honestly. All right, Steve, um, let's first talk about just the reaction from Matt Rule and and Tony White. Marcus Satterfield certainly wasn't happy, I don't think, but he just doesn't really show a whole lot of emotion up on the podium like the other two do. Um, I think, I guess, just what were your general takeaways from that? Because Rico and I were kind of talking off air about, I don't want to say that backs them into a corner, but I think as a Nebraska fan, I'm sitting here going, okay, Although I'm aware that there's instant change, and I'm happy that that was the reaction and response to Nebraska losing 45 to seven, like Nebraska better win on Friday now. In my eyes, it, it, after the staff kind of comes out and, and reacts the way they do, in my eyes. Yeah, when uh, Matt Rule talked on his uh, normally scheduled Monday press conference following the Michigan game, you could clearly tell that he was irked and he wanted to get some stuff off of his chest Mm -hmm. and basically talk to his team and his players and his coaches through the media, which is something that Matt Rule does a lot more often than Scott Frost did around here. So um, he was clearly um, irritated about the product that was put on the field 
on Saturday against Michigan, and he know, he understands how it's going to sound. I mean, he's saying everything that I think Husker fans want to hear, so he's saying the right things. That's what Matt Rule does uh, when, when he's behind the mic. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think he hit it on the head of, you know, I, well, I, I should say Tony White, who spoke with passion as well, he was clearly pissed off as well on Tuesday uh, mm-hmm. talking about the Michigan game, and I thought he said it best. He said, you know, it doesn't matter what we're talking about, what what kind of practices, how good the practices look um, in this week leading up to the game. It only only thing matters here is is what the scoreboard says when the clock hits zero uh, on Friday. So uh, I really appreciated Tony White saying that because, you know, Matt Rule can say everything he wants. Uh, Tony White can say everything he wants. Marcus Satterfield can say everything they want. None of that really matters. It only matters uh, that that football game on Friday night, um, which puts a lot of pressure on the team. Um, but you know, doing a little research on Illinois, it's absolutely a winnable game. These next five, these next seven games on the schedule are all winnable. Um, Big Ten West is looking pretty bad right now, um, which you know it, it's. I don't know what to say. It's it's a this is the start of the new season for the Huskers, in my opinion. Uh, the the goal of reaching the postseason, that magical six win number, is still attainable. If you if you beat uh, Illinois, that's a great start to reaching that goal. If you don't beat Illinois, um, something that you haven't done in the last three matchups, it's going to be a lot harder to do that. I think just uh, that's when mental stuff co- starts coming into play, and maybe it did uh, getting getting that beat down by. Michigan. Um, so it's going to be really telling to see how far Matt Rule can get this team um, to play hard and, and see how far they can come in, in, a, in a short week to get back on the field and uh, kind of show show resolve. What kind of resolve does this team have? I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see what Matt Rule can do in that area. Yeah, I think when you look at, at Nebraska versus Illinois on Friday, it's kind of a, a kind of a gross game uh, from the outside perspective. I think you have two offenses that aren't really that good. You have an inexperienced defensive coordinator for the fighting Illini. And after that Purdue game for, for Illinois, I think a lot of people went away like, okay, this team might not be very good. This Illinois team might not be very good. And you feel somewhat confident that Nebraska has a, ch- a shot. But at the end of the day, I think there's a lot of Husker fans out there that are somewhat cautious, I think, because you said that they've lost the last three and because of the way that Nebraska's maybe played at times, with maybe not as much confidence in the defense as there was this time last week. Yeah, I mean, the word confidence and Husker fans with the Husker fo- football program should not go in the same sense. I mean, there's mm-hmm. no reason to be confident in anything that you think you're going to see from Nebraska on Friday. Like, I, I don't know who is going to show up, what, what's going to happen. This, Like you said, Nick, these, these Friday night games in the Big Ten West, when the, when the sun goes down, the lights come on, you're on Big Ten Network on Friday night. Things get weird. Um, things get really weird in a hurry. So uh, this is another a game that I think is going to go down to the wire. Uh, I think this is going to be a four-quarter game. Um, and you're absolutely right. This is not the Illinois team of last year, that eight-win team that looked really good yeah. and it was really physical and tough. It looked like a, a really kind of traditional Brett Belima coached team. But this one does not. Uh, the D- D-line has been the most – Disappointing part uh, during my research on Illinois, they have Jerzon Newton, they have Keith Randall Jr., two All Big Ten, All All American caliber interior defensive linemen. Go watch the games; those guys are getting pushed around this year. It was yeah. really disappointing, just as a football fan myself, just watching these guys being excited to turn on the tape and, and watch these guys. They're getting pushed around. Uh, Toledo almost almost rushed for 200 yards on Illinois. 
Kansas almost rushed for 250 yards. Purdue almost got 200 yards rushing on, on Illinois' defense. This is not the fighting Illini of last year. And, um, you know, uh, new, new quarterback as well, Luke Altmeyer, who I, who I was kind of hard on at the beginning of the year, not really being that impressed with him. But once I turned on the tape, you watch him, he's doing some really good things. He has an offensive line that, that kind of reminds me of Nebraska's offensive line. It's very leaky. They're not very good at run blocking. They're not very good at pass protection. Luke Altmeyer is getting hit a lot. It reminds me of last year with Casey Thompson and Nebraska's O-line. This is just a really interesting matchup. These are two similar teams. Illinois has a turnover margin of minus six. I mean, that's gross, but Nebraska has that same turnover margin too. They are averaging around seven penalties per game. That also is gross, and it's kind of it led to them shooting themselves in the foot and making some of those wins that they had over G5 opponents closer than they needed to be. Mm-hmm. So this is just an interesting matchup for me. Um, but honestly, it's one that I think Nebraska is going to come out with a win in. And I, 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 I struggle to say that because I, I, I don't want to put faith in this football program because we don't know how the heck they're going to come out of this. But yeah. looking at Illinois, it is not a good football team. Um, you know, they can, they can do some things on offense, I think. Luke Altmeyer is mobile. He has – uh, arm talent, I think, but he's not surrounded by the best receivers. He's not surrounded by the best um, offensive line and running backs. And, and, and I think he's trying to force some things too and trying to do more than he is. And that's why he has more interceptions and touchdown passes this season with seven and five respectively. So um, yeah, this is just an incredibly intriguing matchup. I know it's gross to the, to the uh, whole college football world. And I totally agree with you, Nick, but I can't wait to be there and watch how this thing unfolds. We're speaking with Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska and Steve, you know, after everything that you said, Matt Rule mentioned that Nebraska needs to realize that they're a defensive team and that's the strength of the team and they need to take the reins of, of leading this team. After everything that you said, is this a game after that beatdown from Michigan that Nebraska's defense kind of writes the ship? You know, they, they were the best team in, in, in statistically uh, in the run defense department, but um, that kind of got exposed against Michigan. Is this one of those games against this kind of, like you said, leaky, not that very good offense in Illinois that they can right the ship and become that, that you know, leading defense again? Absolutely. This is a great opportunity to do that because, uh, like I said, Illinois' offense is working through a lot of issues, especially on the, on the offensive line. Uh, they're getting beat in pass protection just as much as Nebraska's offensive line is. There's going to be a lot of opportunities. Uh, to finally get back in that sack category for Tony White's unit. Uh, Tony White's unit has had 14 sacks, I believe, through the first three games, eight at Colorado. That was awesome. But then uh, a couple duds against Louisiana Tech and Michigan. Now, granted, Louisiana Tech runs an air raid offense that's designed to get the ball out of the quarterback's hands really quickly. That's what Sonny Cumbie played at college, and that's what he's doing with his own offenses. And then Michigan is Michigan. I mean, they were just outmatched. They just outmatched uh, Nebraska. I know Nash Hutmacher got in there uh, to rough up J.J. McCarthy a little bit. Princewell, Uman, Mielin, um had a nice little pass rush, uh, but J.J. McCarthy got the ball out before he could really get touched. So J.J. McCarthy wasn't really touched <laughs> last week at all, but I, I think it's going to be a different story this week with that Illinois offensive line that has seen its share of struggles. And Luke Altmeyer, I mentioned he uh, has more interceptions and passes uh, touchdowns right now, but he's also kind of learning. It's a, it's a new environment. It's a new offense. It's a new offensive coordinator. It's a new conference for Luke Altmeyer. He's a, he's just got a lot going on right now, and I think he's trying to do too much. And at times, from what I've seen, it led him to uh, maybe keeping his eyes 
down down the field a little bit too long and not having that internal clock. He's just trying to do uh, do as much as he can for his offense, and that is leading to him holding on to the ball, and that gives a pass uh, pass rush just an extra second or two to get back there, and that's what they've uh, done this season. So this is absolutely a great opportunity for Tony White's defense to right the ship, um, you know, and, and, and shut down a, a run game from the Illini. I think that if they, if they get back to doing that, that's going to be such a confidence booster. Um, and, and honestly, it's a great opportunity for Nebraska's run offense on the other side of the ball to, to get, to get some more success, obviously more than they did against uh, Michigan. But um, yeah, this is a great opportunity for both units, if I'm being honest. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. We're speaking to Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska here. And, and Steve, I know you're aware of this. Um, as great as... All of that is for Nebraska of how poorly Illinois has been. Nebraska's had their fair share of shortcomings, unfortunately, as well. And and on the defensive line specifically, I think Husker fans now obviously with Cam Lenhart being being banged up, it certainly hurts. From here on out, Nebraska's front four or front three, I guess, are they're not going to be playing the Colorados of the uh, of the world anymore. Now with an off a bad offensive line like Illinois. Nebraska's defensive line at some point has to step up. And and maybe that's not in the sack number specifically, but just allowing them to get to pr- get pressure will help out the entire defense as a whole. Those guys up front on Nebraska's defensive front need to have a great game because uh look, no Luke Reimer, it's awful what's happening to him and in the non-football yeah. um illness, health whatever it is. Um we we all are praying for Luke and hope he's um, feeling better and out there as soon as possible. But with no Luke Reimer, that means, you know, Javen Wright is going to be playing a lot more. And the good thing about the defense is, you know, everybody's always always talking about it. They rotate so much, so maybe it's not that much of a big deal. But um, if the defensive line can really just start getting more penetrations like they did against uh, Colorado, like they did against uh, uh, Minnesota, Louisiana Tech, Northern Illinois, that's going to go such a long way for confidence, like I said, and winning the football game, really. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, Jamari Butler, I know, has, has kind of shifted into more of a defensive end role. Uh, uh, MJ Sherman, some of those Jack linebackers that, that we're kind of mm-hmm. hoping show up, um, I think this is a big game for them. MJ Sherman, Chief Borders, let's do something, guys. Let's, let's make a flash play. Let's, let's uh, help remind fans that you are on the football field, right? Yeah. Let's, let's get some positive plays because it hasn't really been – um, much, much of that. There hasn't been much of that this season at that position. That's why I think um, the elevation of Prince Will Umanyelum, that four-star true freshman out of the 2023 class, 
uh, as a as a co-starter at that jack position. He, he had been playing a defensive end role. Now he's playing that jack. I'm interested to see it, uh, how how many snaps Prince will get. Is he going to have a career high amount of snaps on Friday? I hope I hope so because in the short amount of time that he's played this season in in uh, a few games, he's flashed to me a little bit. Now he hasn't gotten home for a sack yet, but he's gotten awfully close. And he's learning in run support. He's six four, two hundred forty pounds. He's he's just a young a young cat continuing to grow, big, get bigger, understand the speed of the game, understand the physicality that you need to play on the line of scrimmage in the Big Ten. I think this is a big game for him. Uh, I, I'm really excited to see how much Prince Will Uman Yellen can play because I, I think he's a guy with run stopping ability and pass rushing um, opportunity too. So. Uh, I'm really excited to see if, if Prince Wall is out there. And um, Tony White on Tuesday said that uh, Prince Wall has been kind of acting more like a pro, uh, which which isn't easy for a true freshman. I mean, it's his first season, first year away from home, mm-hmm. from Texas, away from his family. Um, he's got a new family here, and, and he's starting to go and uh, meet with the coaches more. He's starting to watch film more, things like that, things like that you have to do to be better. And it sounds like he's going to get his opportunity because he's been putting in the work and, and had an excellent practice on Sunday uh, per Tony White. So uh, I'm really I'm really interested in, and think that the performance of the defensive line, Nash Hupmacher, has been solid all season, I think. Uh, Ty Robinson, you know what, Ty Robinson, I think this is another game where he needs to show up. Uh, yeah. You know, pe- people kind of tend to forget about him, and I don't think he had that greatest, uh, the greatest of days uh, games. I mean, nobody did against Michigan, but I think uh, Luke Reimer, um, uh, Ty Robinson was kind of shoved around a little bit against Michigan. I bet he's pissed off. I bet the whole defense is is kind of angry right now because Tony White seemed pretty angry. So I'm 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 thinking Nebraska is going to get the ship right, um, right in the right direction on defense this this uh, coming Friday. Well, Steve, kind of staying on that defensive side, you were talking about all the guys up front, but in the back, um, a guy that you were a big fan of, Deshaun Singleton. Uh, going to be missing a little bit of time. Uh, Phelan Sanford taking over for him, but how big, you know, it was a couple plays into the Michigan game mm-hmm. when he went out. How big is that loss uh, with Deshaun Singleton going to be missing however long he's out? It sucked watching him um, lay on the ground like that injured. I felt awful for him because Deshaun Singleton is is a really, really good story. You know, a junior college guy um, coming in here. Last year was his first season as a Husker, just trying to get used to the speed of Power 5 football coming from uh, junior college in Kansas. And, you know, I think Tony White's defense, the three three five, and how much freedom it allows safeties like Deshaun, who's 6'3", 205 pounds. I mean, he looks like a linebacker back there, guys. He, he's such a hard hitter. He's fast. When he makes up his mind where he wants to go, he gets from point A to point B real quick. Um, and, you know, uh, like 19, 19 tackles, I think, is what he's, is what he's uh, sitting at before the injury. And, look, he's one of the defense's best tacklers. I mean, he is. And for him not to be out there, nothing against Fallon Sanford, I'm sure he's going to be out there and flying around like he like he usually does on special teams. But mm-hmm. losing to Sean Singleton hurts. And I, I think it's against these Big Ten West games where it's going to be grimy and dirty and uninteresting to most people. I think you want the Deshaun Singletons of the world on defense because – I, I view Omar Omar Brown as kind of an, his identical twin back there. I mean, he's just as hard hitting. He's such he's such a sure tackler. He's he's been a turnover guy. He had he had an interception, a good pass breakup. He's been rushing the passer even a little bit. Omar has, um, but Deshaun Singleton, I think that hurts. So it's on Fallon Sanford 
everybody knows that Fallon is a is an incredible athlete. He's been here. He's the sixth year of college football. I mean, Fallon Sanford is a man, right? So, you know, I, I know he's fast. I know he's physical, and he, he makes his hay on special teams. But I'm really hoping to see him step up on defense um, in, in Deshaun Singleton's role because I think that's an important one uh, for Tony White with this 3-3-5 system, having five DBs out there. Uh, three, uh, two safeties, one rover, and the two safeties are very, very important in run support. A couple more before we go in and let you go. Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska joining us on the Aloe VIP line, Aloe Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart. Steve, let's go to the offense. Um, Nebraska did not run the ball well on Saturday at all. Um, Anthony Grant just with six carries. Joshua Fleeks had the garbage time touchdown on one carry, but then we didn't see him the rest of the day. Uh, Emmett Johnson with a quiet day. Not even the quarterback run was uh, providing anything for Nebraska on Saturday. Where is you, where are you at with this running back room? Because if if you go back to Louisiana Tech, I think there were a lot of people expecting, and this is myself included, expecting more Emmett Johnson. And we saw two carries from Emmett in that game. We expected more maybe from Anthony Grant on Saturday against Michigan, and it was six carries for 16 yards. The volume, I should say, wasn't even there. And now with the quarterback situation, you don't know who's going on Friday. Overall, where are you at in, in this running back room and the, the Nebraska run game going into the, the the bulk of Big Ten West competition? I don't even know where to begin. Like, I don't even know how to answer that because yeah. there's just not a lot to work with there. I mean, Anthony Grant... Um, you, you wish that he could he could play every every play, but that's not football, right? I mean, he needs to go on the sideline and catch his breath sometimes, and he needs to kind of um, make sure he's healthy enough for the rest of this seven games that's left on the schedule. But outside of Anthony Grant, I mean, there, I don't know how much confidence there is with, with Emma Johnson. He's such a young guy, just his second year. He's never played before, and now he's being asked to maybe go in there and, and um, give Anthony Grant a breather. That's, that, I think that's a big deal. For, for Emmett Johnson, I don't think that's easy. He's going to be doing it against Big Ten West defenses. The Big Ten West offenses uh, kind of suck. They always do. But the Big Ten West defenses, the defenses that Nebraska is going to be seeing, I mean, they can still play some ball. Uh, most of them can, I, I think, at least. But, um, you know, losing Gabe Irvin, losing Ramir Johnson, two veteran guys, um, that just that's, that's just a tough blow for Marcus Satterfield, who's trying to cobble together some sort yeah. of um, rhythm and some sort of offense. I mean, it's it's just hard when you look across the offense. You look at the offensive line that does not get consistent push in the run game. It's awfully leaky in pass protection. The quarterbacks are who your quarterbacks are. I mean, uh, I appreciate Heinrich Harburg. Um, I love I love his size. I love his athletic ability. The run threat he brings. He's still growing as a passer. I mean, he's got he's got a big arm, and you can tell every every rep he's out there. He's getting better. And I don't think uh, Heinrich Harburg is a bad quarterback by any means. I think he's just a young quarterback who's who's learning on the fly, learning in learning in the fire after being thrown into the fire. So, um, with the running back room, I I don't know what to tell you guys. I mean, I'd like to maybe see a little bit more Quentin Ives, yeah. but I think it's maybe along the same lines with Emmett Johnson, where there's just it's just a lot to take in for a young running back, and that's why I think you saw Josh, Josh Fleeks get the get the carry at the end of the game and and do something with it because. He's a veteran guy. He's been in that. He hasn't been in, in that situation a whole lot at Baylor, but he did have some experience taking some handoffs and, and jet sweeps and things of that nature. So um, the running back situation right now at Nebraska is just bad right now outside of Anthony Grant. I think Anthony Grant still has Big Ten 
talent, um, but you need more than one running back in this uh, college football world. So um, it, it's a bad it's a bad situation right now. But I'm hoping that the quarterback run element, that read run between the running back and quarterback element, gets brought in way more than than it did against Michigan, and I think it will against Illinois because go back and watch watch the Illinois games. Uh, that defense is not disciplined. Um, they have been hurt over and over again on those read runs between quarterbacks and, and um, running backs. So maybe that's something that the Huskers can sort of lean on again, like they did with uh, Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech. Yeah, both these offenses, Nebraska and Illinois, uh, ranked below 105 in the country hmm. in uh, in scoring offense. So we'll see. Hopefully Nebraska, like you said, against maybe a, a lesser defense than obviously number two Michigan, uh, maybe Nebraska's offense can get something rolling here on Friday. All right, Steve, appreciate it as always. Uh, we uh, we will definitely talk to you next Wednesday at 1.30 and then uh, enjoy the trip to Champaign, man. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to ask you guys one more if we can. Yeah, um, MLB playoffs have started. I, I was trying to have obviously was, collapsed and yeah. um, are out. So yeah. who should I be rooting for? Anybody but the Brewers. I, you wouldn't have been you wouldn't have been able to find a happier guy than me last night when uh, the the Diamondbacks were able to take the Brewer <laughs> or uh, Corbin Burns out of the game by the fourth inning. The Diamondbacks are a sneaky good pick, Nick. They I are? think I'll go with them, even though I did not like hey, them towards well, the end of the Cubs season. But uh, definitely not the Brewers. So if they beat the Brewers, I'm all Diamondbacks. Exactly. I, th- I thought Nick was going to go with the Orioles since he's a big Adley Rutschman oh, guy, but I'm yeah. I'm all in on the Rangers for absolutely no reason. Hmm. No, the Rangers are a sneaky fun team. I don't know why, just because you don't really hear about them a lot um yeah. and now they have a good season and they're in the postseason so maybe maybe the rangers could be my number two steve will you find yourself watching mac football tonight because I, I think this is a strand of like uh, every day until thanksgiving we have football on yesterday was will, the last day where we will, won't have football will, will you find yourself watching mac football tonight or mlb playoffs okay so um the mac is not on tonight it is it's, the sun belt action the sun belt oh it's fun jacksonville belt. state right um, logan sun logan belt. smothers and the jacksonville right. state team are right. at Boy. middle tennessee that's awfully juicy but um <laughs> don't ask me why i'm going to be watching new mexico state um they are hosting wow. for the international okay um i for some reason i just really 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 like uh g5 football and i've got two games on tonight so unfortunately for the mlb playoffs i'm going to be watching some um, Sun Belt, Fun Belt um, action. Hell All yeah. right. Fun, well, belt, fun Belt action is always the best. Fun Belt and action. Absolutely. You All know right. it, Rico. All right, Steve. Appreciate it as always, man. Have a safe trip. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, fellas. Thanks for having me on. That is Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. Appreciate him hanging out with us on the Allo VIP line. Uh, brought to you by Allo Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with local hearts. So we'll give you guys an update on Austin. He is not going to be here Friday to Friday. So Austin is not here Friday to Friday. Um, So with that, he is not going to be on the show today because Wednesdays is his day off. And uh, he's not going to be on the shows Friday to Friday. And so uh, we'll bring in Strick for the crossover as we will get ready for the show today on the block with uh, Strick and Nick today, if you will. So we'll do that coming up next on the happy hour. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.